The Watchdog on Wall Street with Chris Murkowski. Is the BLS report a bunch of BS? Should we let the market recover on its own with these numbers? Or watch the Federal Reserve continually jack up interest rates, which should pull America into a deeper recession? Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. We are learning really just how far the government has gone to control speech. It's newspeak, really. This was interesting, too. This is now it's spreading on. It's the World Health Organization, their office for Europe. And they have their vaccine crisis communication manual. It's a step-by-step guidance for national immunization programs. And it covers all kinds of stuff. And really what's what I found most interesting about this is that by way of uh, the Webernuts is that they have how to assessing when and how to communicate with what they say are people who are essentially coronavirus vaccine deniers. And it tells you everything, the guides on how to say it, everything. And even like a, uh, they said even a public statement by a journalist and politician is scripted in here by way of, uh, and I've, I'm, I'm going to retweet this on social media too. And it's, it's, it's wild. When you have no or very limited information, you know, when, when more is known about the event, I mean, they give you, it tells you exactly how to talk to people about the coronavirus quote unquote vaccine if they disagree with it. It's wild. It, it, they, it, it's just really at this point, this is again, this is political science, not science, science. So they have responding to the acceptor, like the people who accept the narrative about the coronavirus vaccine. They say, uh, keep the conversation brief and straightforward. Screen for contradictions and precautions. Prevent hesitancy by addressing questions, if any. Uh, and they say that explain the process and protective behavior still necessary post-vaccination to prevent virus transmission. When they say responding to the refuser, they tell you the goal is to build trust and engagement. Keep the conversation brief. Don't dismiss and avoid confrontation. Uh, be persistent. Give your strong, and this is bolded, give your strong recommendation to vaccinate. Share expert information. Uh, leave the door open for discussion. It's weird, though, because most people don't do this. But still, I mean, the fact that this is how it's treated and then they have responding to vaccine hesitancy using motivational interviewing. I mean, this is so it's so ridiculous. All of everything is so scripted. Response to vocal vaccine denier. They have those in there. They liter- And then they literally have like what happens if if one of the side effects is a fatality. Well, you you gaslight the hell out of them. That's what those talking points apparently. This is crazy. I sent this. You saw this game, right? Yeah. This is. It seems like uh, the bouncers at Twitter were following the WHO guidelines on this. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a playbook to protect. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to call it a vaccine anymore. I'm just going to call it. I know some people say clot shot. Which, come on, I don't, 
They do. You've not heard that? They've said it. Still makes me laugh. I just am mad I didn't come up with it. They say clot shot. What about profit shot? I like that because that's what, look, I only get aggravated at the people who insist that I have to have this thing because it works when it, the CDC came out and said that it doesn't prevent, you know, the transfer, doesn't prevent virus transfer, doesn't, doesn't actually invoke immunity, doesn't create any kind of immunity. That's the, those are the only, I don't care if somebody wants to do something themselves, but don't sit here and try to gaslight me about, about stuff. But it's their it's their pandemic response playbook. It's like a. It is I've and the scripting is so weird. It's the the way they tell you how to talk is so weird. I feel like I'm I they have an entire script for the media on this, preparing for a vaccine crisis. How to and they give you high potential impact, medium potential impact, low potential impact. Routine communication. Start developing messages. Share them with key stakeholders, spokespersons, and partners. Where appropriate, start communicating with selected audience, but not yet to a wider audience for medium potential impact, Kane. That's medium potential impact. Right? So it's like a, it's like screwed up Cortana. And then, I, I, I don't know. This is wild. I just really want to read it and make fun of it. That's really all I want to do in a robot voice. This is what, it's our, It's just wild. I don't have any other words for you. I'm going to retweet this and you can read along with it. But the fact that you, that people can even come up with their own, you can even articulate your own reasoning that you had to, that people would actually rely on this. I mean, it makes you think that it's, I mean, it's all scripted TV at this point. That's all it is. It's a communications guide step-by-step to gaslight people into believing that this works. Like, here's some of the, like the, the, you would tell people, oh, no, it's not a debate. I'm just focusing on concerns. Here, this is my strong recommendation. I just wanted to inform you about risk. That's the, this is the language. But you have to be persistent. This is all so fascinating. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Every single time I read a story about a parrot, they're doing something cool. And I really want one now. I think I want a parrot. So here's why I'm saying this, because this is the latest one. Security footage captures a pet parrot scaring away a New New Year's Eve robber with frightening shrieks. Also, this cage is ridiculously huge, I gotta say. Uh, It's incredible security footage, they say, that captures the moment a shrieking pet parrot was able to scare off would-be thieves. They tried to break into a Melbourne, Australia home on New Year's Eve. The two-year-old macaw, named Versace, of course, had been left alone inside inside the house in the city's north as its owners enjoyed a night out for the first time in years. The parrot knew something was wrong and let out ear-piercing screams, with each shriek becoming increasingly louder as the pet became more troubled by the attempted break-in. And so after that, the thieves abandoned their attempt. That's actually really cool. I think I really actually think I want a parrot, right? I know a watch parrot. Can you imagine? Like it could be a friend of Rocco's. I should ask Leo about this over at at Delta Rescue. Although he's probably like Dana. I don't know how many macaws you think I deal with, but I'm just saying. Like I really am getting into the parrot thing. All right, moving on. I really want to talk about parrots for the rest of the show. Dr. Dre, sla- I, 
Everyone keeps saying that this was a slick uh, edited video. I thought the editing was actually garbage. It was really bad. Dr. Dre slams the use of Still Dre by divisive and hateful, he says, Marjorie Taylor Greene. So she did her. It wasn't her, but people who like her did this video where they were playing his song, you know, like the the opening, the opening uh, measures as she was walking through and they just put the opening on loop. As she's walking through the Capitol And then it switches to this like grainy black and white And it shows her holding the phone when she's on the chamber floor That said DT When they were having the big fight over speaker And I'm just like that's not a well edited video It's actually really clumsy And it kind of is cringe I know what they were trying to do I just think it could have been done so much better With someone who understands you know Editing and theater like not, I'm not saying a theater nerd, but the theatrics of what was trying to be done. Uh, Zelensky's going to talk to the Golden Globes and offer a message of peace. Blah, blah, blah. Damar Hamlin's released from the hospital, and Diamond of Diamond and Silk has passed away. She passed away last night. That that news came out. Our prayers are with them. That's really sad because she's quite young, wasn't she? Stay with us. Biden is expected to announce plans to combat xenophobia. And discrimination, this is what they've said. It's a list of deliberals from the Three Amigos Summit. They want to, they're announcing, he's announcing a plan to combat xenophobia and discrimination of migrants coming into the U.S. A website to speed up pathways to citizenship. Oh, and more EV charging stations on the border. What? <laughs> um, what? No wall. But the EV charging stations, though. They said that in this summit, it's been Obrador, Trudeau, they're going to establish a, quote, trilateral expert exchange of information. That's stupid. It means you guys are going to talk. Shut up. Nobody cares. They're going to combat violence against indigenous women and girls, as well as alphabet people, blah, 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 blah. Um, what else? Oh, add Mexico to a global partnership for action on gender-based online harassment and abuse. This is all so stupid. Dumb, dumb, dumb. I'm just scrolling. If I find something interesting, dumb, dumb, dumb. Oh, and uh, they said they're going to, they noted most of the deliverables contain verbs that end in ING, continuing, partnering, expanding, sharing, blah, blah, blah. Work that's not yet finished. I dare say that it has never been started and they don't even know. So that's, that's what they're. And they said that the electric vehicle, vehicle charging stations at the border, the commitment to do this, because, you know, that's what, you know, people who are it, just to go along with the Democrat talking points, people who are fleeing violence in countries, they make sure they grab their smartphones so that they can they have the after they sell everything that they have, give everything that they have to coyotes to not kill them as they try to cross over in the United States, you know, going by everything that the administration says uh, they're going to get their smartphones and. Uh, follow the app uh, to declare amnesty and then they can charge their EVs after they drive over the Rio. Is that right? Or maybe it's like Halo Infinite where you can just drive the hell off a cliff or through a river and it doesn't matter what you do to your vehicle. Right? You can just take your warthog and just literally drive off a 60-foot cliff and you're totally fine. Maybe it's like that. I don't know. Does that how physics were? I mean, I didn't actually jump off a cliff when I was at at the times I've been at the border, but you know, Kane, you've got family down there. Maybe you could check with the kin in Matamoros and ask, hey, is the gravity suspended down there? Are like, is reality different? Can people just yeet their EVs over the Rio? Is that how that works? Just wondering. Some parts. Some parts of it. Yeah. You know, it's like Halo Infinite. You just drive your hog right over them. Just wondering. I just. But can I, I want to go back though to the, 
combat xenophobia and discrimination of migrants. Who the hell? The only people I've ever known who have been xenophobic and discriminatory towards migrants have been Democrats against Cubans. In Venezuelans, who did they just expel? Well, yeah, in Venezuelans, true, yeah, true. Because they've learned a horrible lesson about how Venezuelans aren't really, um, they're not They're not progressive. I'll never forget, I'm not going to say names, but I was talking to a family in Florida that had been approached by gun control groups after Parkland. And uh, very good people, very sweet people, and they're Venezuelan. And when they came to the United States, uh, they had when they were working with a Venezuelan lawyer and this gun control group was trying to get them to basically be a poster family for pushing gun control it was the Bloomberg groups. And the family was saying, <laughs> basically what I can share on air is that they were saying, how stupid are these gun control groups? We're Venezuelan. Have they not been, a, have they not paid attention to what's happening in Venezuela? And one of the first things that they did was ban gun ownership. I have friends who are professional shooters who left Venezuela because their coaches were warning them. One of my friends, uh, her her coach was warning her family, you know, uh, you might if your daughter wants to continue to compete, you're going to need to leave Venezuela. No joke. That's one of the first. So that and just the ultimate, you know, the implementation of horrible socialism. And state exerting authority over every aspect of your life by force. Yeah, people are reacting to that by leaving and they don't want to recreate it to where they flee. So, yeah. So now Democrats are like, well, damn, they don't like what they got in Venezuela. So we don't like them. That's they see Democrats trying to implement some of these very same things, which brings me to this point. OK. It's his life mission. To make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. What does it say about society when Florida Man seems like the most normal person in America? I'm just wondering. Just So let's talk about this guy. Man. You've heard of the phrase, here, hold my beer? Okay, well, don't ever do this. Don't ever ask a five-month-old to do that, especially when you're throwing it on them during a drunken outburst. Okay, so this one is W-E-S-H. A man was thrown out of an Italian restaurant. It was a Florida man visiting Italy. And he threw an entire beer on a five-month-old baby in a stroller. The mother said, this baby was doing absolutely nothing wrong. I cannot believe these. this is a real story. It is, though, I swear to you. Restaurant management ran after the man. They took his picture. So apparently the guy got into an argument. He was screaming at a family saying their goodbyes on a sidewalk. And he tossed his beer on a five-month-old who was soaked in beer. And apparently other restaurants in the area said that they had another a similar issue. But so they, 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 I, I just, I can't even, be, or can't even believe this. Sorry, this is in Naples, Florida. What am I talking about? It was an Ita- it was an Italian restaurant in Naples, Florida. He threw this ba- he threw this 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 beer on this baby, and then apparently there's like what four or five because I I looked at the story, and then I'm like I want to know what other apparently there's like five, four or five other restaurants that have had issues with this guy having outbursts and picking fights with people. So they're trying the manager of Virginia's. This is the the Eric Tancredi, who's the manager of this in Naples. He was saying that they're trying to run this guy down how do you have this many issues with this guy and you have pictures of him and you don't because that's assault he throws a baby on a beer that's assault and the fact that it's a minor wouldn't that be another charge 
Something like that. Yeah. So and then isn't public intoxication. I don't know if that's a separate another charge in Florida, but, you know, there you have it. A uh, Florida man was arrested after trying to burglarize a second gun store in three days. Jeremy Middleton is not the sharpest tool in the shed, but he's a tool nonetheless. He's facing multiple charges. After a couple of different incidents, he tried to rob uh, the Arms for Defense shop in Clearwater and the Cicero's gun shop in Melbourne on Wednesday. The 24-year-old from Orlando was arrested Friday after the Pinellas County Sheriff said he was seen on video using an angle grinder to cut the doorknob off of the back door of Arms for Defense. He tried to run away in a black Honda Civic, but they caught him. Because you're not going to run away. In a, you're not going to run away at all. Don't try to do that. It's actually dangerous. Uh, let's see. This other got a couple of other stories um this is kind of crazy this is wfla and this florida man was arrested he stole over six hundred thousand dollars pinellas county worth of work orders from his employer over 10 years he completed the work on the side and then pocketed the money using under his own company using his employer's equipment and materials Mark Delano, 59, stole work orders from his employer, used all the equipment and materials to fill it, and then filed it all under his own company and pocketed the proceeds. And he collected a salary while he was doing this from said employer. He finally got caught last April, and now it's uh, there. He was arrested Tuesday and booked in Pinellas County Jail uh, on one scheme to defraud over 50000 So he was arrested this last, he was arrested uh, Tuesday, and now, now here we are. So this was last week he was arrested, and so now that's, why you, I just don't know why people think that they're not going to get caught because they always get caught always and never never gosh I'm not reading this one I, oh no no not going to do it uh I know so there I got I'm not reading this one either nope mm-mm this mother, this this is crazy. This happened in a Walmart parking lot. A man passed out while waiting for his wife outside of Walmart and his kids, I guess, somehow got out of the car and were wandering around the parking lot in diapers. So, and there's there's a photo of him passed out on the steering wheel. So, uh, he was arrested for child neglect. Customers outside of a Walmart alerted 911 after two little kids were wandering around the parking lot wearing diapers. They found... The dad, DeJune Killingbeck, 35, unconscious behind the wheel of a running car. He was supposed to be watching the two-year-old and three-year-old. One of the witnesses, because there's video footage, was saying they were half naked. Bystanders told the officers that the kids were nearly struck by one vehicle. Oh, by the way, it was also raining. So they were outside in their diapers in the rain. And the officer had yelled when they approached him, you know, what? wake up, what are you doing? Where are your kids? Do you have kids? I think we have your kids. They were, were united with their mom who was shopping inside Walmart. He's on, he's in Volusia County Jail, $16,000 bond. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Watchdog on Wall Street with Chris Murkowski. Is the BLS report a bunch of BS? More people are entering the workforce, which is a good sign, but the Federal Reserve just won't go away. Continually hiking rates to almost 5%. Should we let the market recover on its own with these numbers? Or watch the Federal Reserve continually jack up interest rates, which could pull America into a deeper recession? What should you be watching for? The Watchdog on Wall Street? Chris Murkowski explains. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Murkowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.